Good morning, everybody. Well, good morning. Is it a good morning? I'm not sure it is a good morning this morning. The market is down 120 points. Ugly stuff. And it's all to do with the US bank sector. There is a KBW bank. Sounds like a radio host, doesn't it? KBW bank index which includes most of the bigger banks in the US. The index has been around since 1991. It's sort of been superseded by ETFs. People quote the ETF movements. But the KBW Bank Index dropped 7.7% last night, which is an index that includes all the big banks, not the regional banks in the US. And that is a massive move. And that has just undermined everything this morning. And we are responding. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast. If you are not a member and you're listening, why not? Give us an email at info at marcustoday.com com.au and ask about subscriptions. Right, this is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. So as if things weren't uncertain enough with the US jobs number tonight and the CPI number in the US on Tuesday, we have a new issue where the Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, which is not the biggest bank in the US, it's got to be said, It is a bank that does service, it seems, in particular Silicon Valley. And amongst its clients are a lot of companies backed by venture capital, a lot of companies that don't earn anything, and companies that are seeing their cost base and their cash burn ramp up as interest rates go up without any revenue to cover it. And SVB, listed in the US, dropped 60% last night. Yes, 60%. 6-0% last night. And on the back of that, Bank of America and Wells Fargo dropped over 6%. JP Morgan, 5%. Citibank, 4%. Panwest, Bancorp, 25%. First Republic Bank, 17%. Signature Bank, 12%. The issue here, anyone who's been around the market long enough or has lived through more recent events like the GFC will tell you that uncertainty kills the cat and... What happens when a significant financial institution runs into trouble is that nobody quite knows who has exposure to it. And this is how the, not to say this is a GFC style event, but it comes from little things, doesn't it? Who would have known that a stripper having five mortgages in the US was the catalyst for a global financial crisis, or at least the beacon that one was coming. And in the same way, a lot of venture capital companies with no earnings and interest rates doubling or tripling on them might well be the thin end of a wedge that we haven't yet seen. Then again, it might be a one-day wobble. No one knows, but it's the uncertainty that kills the equity market and kills share prices and has certainly killed the US bank sector overnight. And I can't add any value on whether this is going to extend or end. So the natural reaction is, when in doubt, get out. I don't think that is an overreaction. Yes, tomorrow you might see the bank sector up 8%. You might see Warren Buffett buy a stake in the Silicon Valley Bank and put the whole thing to rights. You might find some event that is beyond the standard deviation of events.
events happen which puts the whole thing to rights, but then again, maybe not. Financial institutions tend to involve a lot of financial institutions. For instance, some of the biggest shareholders of SVB are JP Morgan, BlackRock, or BlackRock holds almost everything. It's a custodian, but also State Street, Vanguard Group. You never know where the tentacles of disaster go. So with that uncertainty, it's just another reason to back off the market. Another couple of reasons to back off the market. If Have a look at the ideas section today. By the way, I've sold everything in the ideas portfolio. Yes, I know we've got two stocks down over 30%. But I need to make the point that the S&P 500 and the ASX 200 have both broken support with their moves today. And the trend is suddenly looking ugly and a little bit bottomless. And rather than betting on a good jobs number, betting on a good CPI number and betting on the SVB issued going away completely, it is best not to bet, in which case it's best to let it all happen whilst you sleep soundly. I don't want to be waking up tomorrow wondering whether I've done the right thing all the time. Best to do nothing and nothing means selling all our ideas today, even the good ones, and there's a commercial purpose in doing that as well. Red numbers on trades do not sell newsletters. Shouldn't be a motivation, but there you go. Looking at the market today, you'll see the bank sector is down 2.6%. That's a big move for our boring banks, just as we were getting interested in them ahead of their results and dividends coming up. You're going to get another bite of the cherry, if it is a cherry. But notably, apart from banks down, Macquarie, which is one of the most obvious stock market stocks, as the stock market cracks, Macquarie's down 3.1%. And all the hot stocks, particularly lithium stocks, cratering today as well. Mineral resources down 4.5%. Pilbara down 3.5%. Alchem down 4.8%. Liontown down 5%. You name it, there is no positive sentiment around about. The only sector that seems, that's seeing any blue today is gold, a safe port in a storm. Don't think you'll make much money buying gold, by the way. You'll just lose less, and that is not a good reason to be buying gold. Gold trend's been looking pretty dicky as well recently. So you get the idea backing off. I'm holding 40% cash in the strategy portfolio. This is short-term stuff, so I am just holding on to what we've got in the strategy portfolio. I don't want to pull a or push a massive panic button here. It is a short-term trend thing, not a everything's gone wrong thing. We could get a good jobs number. We could get a good CPI number. I still do believe the macro backdrop is going to materially improve this year. I don't like this SVB issue. It's the sort of thing that could blow up. I'm not going to press the panic button on the strategy portfolio until we're getting a better feel for that. There is just a chance this issue disappears with a big bank sector bounce tonight. The sector's been gripped by fear and ignorance for a day. We may get relief with knowledge tomorrow. Then again, we may get a collapse with knowledge tomorrow as well. So let's just watch what happens. But my priorities in a portfolio like the strategy portfolio, which we measure the performance of, my priorities are slightly different to yours because I'm concerned with relative performance, how it performs relative to the market. And with 40% cash, we're going to outperform nicely. So we're not stressing about it. But for you, I'm not sure you should be casually holding my 
market ETFs at the moment in the short term. You might get a better crack at them later. But I would just give it a few days because this SVB thing could blow away and the jobs number and the CPI number could be non-disastrous, in which case we'll be back to normal in a week. But I think as we are a daily newsletter, I do have to make point to you in the short term that the markets have broken support. The next support level is quite significantly lower, significantly as in 5 to 8% rather than 20%. But the next support level is lower. And the other reality is that sharp moves like today's drop overnight do tend to start trends rather than miraculously turn on a sixpence for us. So sorry for the message today, but I think it's obvious for a daily newsletter watching the market down now 137 points. It's an obvious message to pass that market's looking pretty horrible and there is always going to be a chance to make money. Yes, it could bounce tonight, but there'll be a chance to make money with more knowledge than there is today. There is a lot of uncertainty today and I want to be waking up tomorrow hoping the market has collapsed rather than hoping I haven't lost a lot of money. So just backing away, still got residual holdings in the strategy portfolio. Right, that's the main message today over and out or not over and out but done with. Other observations today, lithium price just hit a one year low in China. Newswires are talking about it, talking about the removal of electric vehicle subsidies in China beginning of this year. Rare earth price prices also falling. There's also a nasty little story about Atlantic Lithium who have appeared in a shorting research report saying that they have been or suggesting that they are alleging that they have been paying politically collected connected parties as they look for a mining license in Ghana. They have outrightly refu- refuted the allegations saying Ghana is an established mining jurisdiction with zero tolerance for bribery and corruption in all of its activities. But where there's smoke, there's sellers, true or not. Piedmont Lithium PLL has a supply agreement with Atlantic Lithium, so that is down as well. Atlantic Lithium has a UK listing dropped 40% day before yesterday, bounced 15% overnight. But the point about this is not Atlantic Lithium. The point about this is that shorters have obviously decided that this is a sector with a lot of chat and no earnings and it is vulnerable. And as the lithium price falls and the market tips, I'd be just waiting for a better moment than this. And if I held lithium stocks for a trade, I would be holding them against the trend at the moment. So lithium on the nose. And you can see that in the sector today anyway. I've also got some charts of the coal sector. Coal was a fabulous sector last year. In fact, all you needed to know last year on January the 1st, 2022 was buy coal. You would have made an absolute fortune. Stocks like Whitehaven Coal last year went from $2 to over $10. New Hope Coal went from $1 to $7. And they're coming off now. The coal price is actually 62% off the top. I doubt many of you still hold them. In the ideas section today, as I say, I have sold everything and just written the lessons from losing money, you have to get some value out of your mistakes. And the value or the lessons learned from a couple of these trading failures is the next time the market peaks in the short term, we should sell our ideas in the ideas portfolio, not hold and hope. I remember writing, I'm tempted to sell everything and buy BBOS, SNAS and BBUS, which are the ETFs that go up when the market goes down. 
And that was pretty much, that was a, a couple of days after the top of the market. Instead, I ignored it. Don't ignore the tide. The other little lesson, or not so much a lesson, but just to see if they work in future, I'll put a stop loss discipline on each trade in the ideas portfolio. The reason we don't have that, despite preaching them for many years, is our experience with stop losses for investors when we were running our bigger portfolios. The experience with stop losses was that they just always chop you out of everything in the short term. So any great long-term investment, you will never end up holding long-term because you'll be chopped out by a stop loss in the short term. So we sort of dismissed them. But let's assume this ideas section is shorter term. Let's give it a go. At worst, you'll get a lesson in setting them and we'll get a lesson in whether they work. So in future, I'll put stop losses on these ideas. I'm trying to get Henry to put stop losses on his smaller company stuff as well. A few red numbers in there. Let's see how I go with that. Right, in Henry's take, speaking of Henry, in Henry's take today, he talks about Atlantic Lithium, talks about 